0: Cynthia Murphy and I'm Georgia Bowers and we are here today with the fabulous Dawn Kurtigich. Hello Dawn. Hello. Hi. How are you
1: today? I'm fabulous. I just got off a very intensive medical course so I was like sorry I've got to go I've got to go. I just hung up on everyone and jumped on here.
0: Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Priorities. Um, Yeah, of course, of course. So Dawn has, she's going to share with us three interesting facts about herself, one of which is not true. So Dawn, you tell us, and we will try and guess which one is not true. And then she's going to reveal at the end, which, which one it is. So go.
1: So number one, when I was nine, I met what I believed to be a demon possessed horse. Number two, at 16, I co-designed a piece of equipment that was placed in COAST, which is the Cambridge Optical Astronom- Astronomical Interferometer Telescope. And number three, in my life, I have drowned, overdosed, heat-stroked, seized, broken my skull, and had organ failure.
2: Wow. Ooh. Wow. I believe number three. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think from those things, probably some of your darkest ideas came.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or is there a couple of extra things that Dawn's thrown into that list that aren't Yeah, maybe. I think, (laughs) I believe the the possessed, did you say possessed horse? Yeah. Demon possessed horse. I believe that, I think. Yeah, me too. Nine years
2: of my age. Um, Yeah, definitely. um,
1: I still believe it was demon possessed, if it's true.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, well it's got to be number two because you you couldn't say the words (laughs) (laughs) tell us what it meant So oh, I think number two though it would be very cool if it was true there's a lot of thought gone into that
1: if it is encouraged. it bugged me I was like half the night thinking of these I was like oh there's nothing interesting about me at all <laughs> what do I say well
2: it's funny because we said should we do them every week and we were like oh god no we would run out of interest in yeah so fast. <laughs> no one <laughs> um, is that interesting No.
0: I think it's, I'm going to go number three, but only because I think you've thrown something extra in there that isn't true.
2: Okay, don't tell us yet. Don't tell us yet.
1: All right, I won't.
2: Right, John. What are you here to
1: talk to us about?
2: I'm a bit scared because okay. I know you're friends with Cat Ellis, and she terrified us last
1: time. <laughs> oh, hers was fabulous, wasn't it? I was like, I have never been more obsessed with leeches. I know. Which yeah, we actually had a conversation about leeches months before we knew about this this podcast, and it's like it's an in joke in one of my manuscripts between us, and now the whole world will get it.
2: Oh I don't know not what it is. Is. I'm 50 listeners anyway, we'll get it.
1: <laughs> Especially the proboscis thing, like the fact that it can inject mm. you in the straw and just like Yeah. Boom.
2: They are really clever, it. aren't they?
1: Yeah. They are really I did clever. consider doing like a body horror one because there have been plenty, but today I'm not gonna do that. So oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> cursed grimoires which is one of my favorite things um yeah I've always been obsessed so the 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 graphomaniac in me is obsessed with books of like filled with symbols and magic and the idea that these books are cursed is just terrifying to me and fabulous and I kind of have this relationship where it's like I want one but I'm also terrified because most of them if you even like own a copy you you get cursed although I do have a fantastic empty grimoire in my in my office it's like gigantic maybe I'll show you later but yeah so I've had this fascination since I was a tiny kid and when I um started writing Teeth in the Mist it's obviously a Faustian retelling which has a devil's language in it so I was looking up all these different like devil languages which actually exist and are contained in these grimoires so yeah so the research I did predates teeth but it just kind of snowballed when I was doing teeth in the mist um and it became this obsession and I ended up in the weirdest part of the internet I I'm sure I got some virus or some backdoor into my system now because honestly some of the places I ended up I don't even know if it was the dark web or not okay so for those who don't know a grimoire is a book of spells and magic, typically containing instructions on how to do various things, like create talismans and amulets, invoke or summon various deities, spirits, demons, and angels. That's the most common, including lists of demons and angels, like the different types, um, divination techniques, charms, and etc. The other things you'll find typically are lists of ingredients and their uh, correspondences, so like how to use specific things, which I think is fantastic. I used to invent ones when I was a kid like
2: ew! this carrot will summon something
1: um in many cultures the books themselves are thought to be imbued with magic and or be cursed objects hence owning them brings about all kinds of presences or bad luck. The term grimoire itself is European, but magical books have been found all over the world. The first though, the first ones, and some of them are quite ancient, are thought to be found in Europe and the Middle East. But the term grimoire is a European word. Aside from the fascinating historical side of the grimoire, <laughs> my Google searches took me down slightly weirder paths as follows. Number one, the grimoires I was researching for Teeth in the Mist dealt with mainly necromancy. Divination and demonology Which the people on the forums Who deal with this stuff Are just on a whole other level Honestly, I'll get to it
2: are There are wow. the people who are on forums Who are like, I am a demonologist And this is...
1: So much worse than that. I'll tell you oh, in a minute. Okay. I stumbled on this. I-, I can't even describe this website, but I promise I'll get there. It was so bizarre. <laughs> so Teeth in the Mist is basically a Faustian retelling, The person who trades their soul to the devil for like favor. And so the person some believe to be the real Faust was Johann George Faust. And he was a magician closely associated with specifically angelic and demonic texts. And some people believe that angels and demons are kind of the same thing. In 1789, the Grand Grimoire was published, which supposedly published instructions on how to make a pact with Lucifer. If you could just, you know, just go and do that terrifying to me. (laughs) Okay, so by accident, I really have no idea how I stumbled on this movie. I watched a movie called A Dark Song and I talk about this movie all the time because I really think it's in the same league as some of these huge horrors like Hereditary and The Witch. And it's a British film, so I think it was mainly filmed in Wales and Ireland. And it's a two-person cast, essentially. And it's about this woman, this bereaved grieving mother, who contacts this shaman who is this foul-mouthed, like fat guy to do a magical ritual called the Abramelin in order to contact her guardian angel slash demonic higher self in order to gain one favor from them. And part of this ritual involves, you know, drawing magic squares on on the floor and isolating yourself for 18 months and doing all these like cleansing rituals and very very creepy stuff what I didn't realize was that the rituals are actually real in that film they're based on the abermelon which is an actual magical system that conjurers and magicians and cunning folk use in order to do essentially that contact your guardian angel or your higher guardian angel slash demon because some people think it's demons but in the process of doing this you have to summon various different demons trap them in word squares and then exert your dominion over them and get them to do your work like to break open the next square and there's like five different stages sounds like hard work (laughs) yeah but the fact that this film was like depicting this actual ritual and all if you watch some of the stills, there were these really complicated drawings on the floor, of all these like symbols and stuff. And all of that is actually real, taken from the evermelon. I'm
2: like, how oh, did they really do them? Yeah,
1: it doesn't I sound like know. a good idea, does it? No, right? There's well, this one sentence in the film that I cannot stop thinking about where the, the shaman basically says to her, she's done one part of the ritual, she's like shivering on the floor, covered in water. And he Ooh. says, I'm about to unshackle the house from the world. Don't move. Huh? Excuse me. <laughs> <And> I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, I need to write a book that encapsulates that feeling. I'm unshackling the, wo- the house from the world. Gosh, Dawn. Yeah. Ha- Sorry, so many questions (laughs) questions yeah there must have
0: been some like behind the scenes actual serious shit happening
1: I wouldn't yeah if they were doing it for real I know they consulted different like experts and stuff but I would love to have a documentary about the making of that film. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Once like watched a... it, talked
1: to me because. I... What safeguarding did they have in place? I, I mean, some people don't don't believe in this stuff, but I'm like, why would you mess with it? Yeah, just that's to... just yeah. not smart at all. Really, really, really scary. So yeah. I, I put a note here that says people who've studied the Abramella and have said that have said that the movie presents maybe the most realistic depiction ever of ceremonial magic. And part of the film, I don't want to spoil it for you, but like uh, they just access some really dark things, some non-human things that start. Uh, uh, I think this is like a new phobia unlocked. <laughs> in the film um, oh, in them again. let me look it up a second <laughs> because it, it's the guy who plays the shaman is so good um, the woman is Catherine Walker and the guy is Steve Oram there, there are a couple of like side characters and the person well I can't tell you the rest of that it's really okay. cool. <laughs> okay. but it's so worth a watch really really cool wow. really moody atmosphere plus partly set in Wales which is where I live most best place in the world <laughs> so Abra the man was a conjurer or a mage who put the the book together for his son as kind of like an instructional manual. He believed that every human has their own personal demon or guardian angel, which can be summoned using a complex set of rituals heavily based on the Kabbalah. So it's, it's hugely used as the Kabbalah, apparently. In the process of doing the ritual, you have to summon and trap several lesser demons and exert dominion over them, as I said. And then those demons will basically break open the next square and then you have to banish them. And if you don't, they kind of attach themselves to you and cause all kinds of havoc. Great. I know. <laughs> so the ritual of Abermelon apparently was attempted several times by the notorious Alistair Crowley, who was like a cult leader, right? I'm going to talk about him today. Really? How yeah. how amazing is that yeah. convenience? So it's still undertaken by real life occultists today. But Alistair Crowley, apparently he attempted it at this specific house. Where was it? Oh, Bullskin House. That's it. So he partially did the ritual, but he never completed it. And he never banished whatever he summoned. Oh. So apparently after this, Bolskin has you know been cursed with a reputation as being deeply haunted and plagued. And also after this, Alistair Crowley like, got into drugs and his whole life just spiraled out of control after this. And people sometimes blame the fact that he didn't finish the ritual. Wow. Always. Okay. Nice <laughs> all of this led me to this website. It was such a bizarre place. It was like mostly black and it wasn't linear. It had like pockets of information at different places as though the code had sort of like glitched and like words were on top of each other and then you had like audio files and people talking and you basically had all these different people talking about their attempts to do the Abramelon ritual and summon different demons and some of them were like, oh yeah, like uh, I summoned bile and like we just didn't vibe so I banished him and like <laughs> threw that sucker. And then other people, like anyone who tells you that the Abermelon doesn't take 18 months or like you can do it in six months is a liar. I did it and I met bloody blah demon. All these really weird people, followed by an audio file that was just these guttural sounds and language, which I'm assuming I think they said was the Enochian language, which is like this demonic, like guttural language that I based. The demon's tongue on to keep in the mist on, and it's like,
2: all this. <laughs> I am very open minded, but I'm also really skeptical. So, yeah. do you think that these people, like, did
1: they really make Actually things, did it? Or are
2: they just online? Like, I don't you know. I, can making it up.
1: I suspect it's like a bit of both. I think you get some really bonkers type people in there who are yeah. like, oh, yeah, eye subject. Like,
2: this is really frightening. Is I'm finding it really so frightening. Scary. I yeah, think that's why my amazing. mind goes straight to what well, they're clearly making it up, it's not real.
1: Yeah, see, that's it's the thing. But then scary. some of them are like, oh, like I summoned whatever demon because I wanted to kill my neighbor. And you're like, is this the kind of person who could like actually just stab their neighbor and be like, oh, the demon did it?
2: Yeah, mm. probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, it was so and the, and just the look of the website just gave me chills. It was such a, it felt like the dark web, but I've never been on the dark web. And it was I think just the website itself was like yeah. Some I've never ritual? Found it since. Ooh. Yeah, it was bizarre. Like, the text was overlapping and it was Ooh. sort of glitchy and weird. And honestly, I probably had some horrible virus on my computer. I mean, from this search amongst other searches. Well, that- yeah.
2: <laughs> We're definitely all on a watch list, aren't we? I mean... Yeah.
1: <laughs> For sure. I probably got the demon people that they're going like, you watch it, I'm doing demon to you. But yeah, the casual way these people posted like, yeah, like I just, it's just the, the casual way they talked about summoning potentially ancient demons is just like,
2: yeah, I love that. I we, didn't, we didn't vibe. We we just didn't see eye to eye. We didn't have the same interests, so. Yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's just so bizarre. Some of the best known grimoires are, most of them are like either in the Vatican or locked in private vaults and things. Some of, Like the books, you know, with human skin, I watched that episode that you did. Like those books, um, many of them have to be authenticated, but some of them have, and some of them are just really, really ancient. So number one, The Lesser Key of Solomon It's a cursed grimoire with instructions on how to summon 72 demons. No one knows who wrote it. We have no idea. It's so cursed that even just owning a copy will cause the owner to have bad luck for life or to die. So, yay. Number two, the Picatrix. I love that name, the Picatrix. Presumed to be from the 11th century. Um, And the pages are really weird. They contain recipes that use human fluids. For Mm -hmm. magical elements, including semen. Nice. Nice. I know. We've got the Devil's Bible, 10 pages of which are missing. And those 10 pages are said to summon Lucifer. And they've got the grand grimoire, author unknown, basically circa 1521. And it's split in two parts. The first part, how to summon a demon and how to get it to do your bidding. And the second part, how to summon the dead. Mm. Um, yeah. And basically they're just all the same thing, but they've fallen into the hands of various famous people who then sort of had bad luck after that. And I'm just so fascinated by that. Yeah, I would exist.
2: love, I'd love to go into like the Vatican archives, see what they've yeah. got in there. No women are allowed though, right? Mm. No women allowed? Well, uh, Is that cons- a myth or is it yeah. true? I, I, I don't, I don't know what it's like now, but I know definitely you weren't allowed because yeah. priests are men. Jesus was a man. And no women dirty. No comment. Exactly. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> Dawn, why do people want to summon
0: demons? I don't know. It's just not a good idea, is this it? This question
1: was asked in the film and the guy gets okay. kind of a good answer. Okay. So I'll let you watch it and see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. So what about my what about my yes. two yes. truths and a lie? Yes, which one you? which is fake. Yes. Georgia was right. I did add one extra. I've never broken my skull. Yes. Ah. But all the others are true.
2: So you decided <laughs> a
1: sing. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tiny little, I've got photos of it as well. Um, me and this kid, when I was 16, I did a Cavendish laboratory placement. We designed this little tiny mechanism out of styrofoam, but they represented real pieces. Yeah. Coast. And I always called the coast. That's why I can't say the full name. (laughs) That is very
2: impressive.
1: Yeah, very cool. I was a science nerd. And then I realized I really, really wasn't. You're just a demon nerd instead. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the darker sciences. I know. And that possessed horse, honestly. (gasps) Yeah, Yeah, so so what happened? There's a story there. Yeah, so it's through my mum, who was an avid inventor, turned around, stampled her. And that hurts the horse to do that Turned around again, did it again And then turned around and did it again And he kicked oh. her several times He was such a bad horse um, He was very well treated But he was just really nasty And I always felt very uncomfortable When I was around him mm. And I just decided, I guess That he was possessed by a demon Yeah Yeah. So mum fractured her skull Broke ribs, collarbone, clavicle Like everything Oh, yeah. Nasty oh, oh. And she's like, oh, it's not the horse's
2: fault Really? Mm. the one who trampled you even oh no yeah. no I'm quite happy just seeing them in a field and yeah saying hi I, guys
1: see, I like and the then... idea
2: of horses
1: mm. I like the idea of like riding bareback through a field would I
2: no <laughs> no
0: I had a horse shit on my knee oh. <laughs> My horse experience.
2: Oh dear. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so classy. Right, guys. Well, yeah. on that right note, I'm gonna say thank you for joining us, Dawn. Thank you for having me. I'm glad thank I could you. enlighten you for all your demonic needs. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and we will see you next week. Yes. Mwah. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Browser history deleted.